0: Welcome to science and non-duality. What is non-duality? Universal
1: forces. It's the collective conscious. Being aware.
0: Trauma is not the external event that happens. Trauma is the impact of that event, which is the disconnection from ourselves. That matter is energy, energy is matter. That's what EMC squared is about.
1: There's a language without nouns. There is a language without subjugation. There's a language
2: without objectifying. But if it's recorded, then we, there is a collapse. But if it's not, then it's the infinite potentiality. Yeah.
0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are in the world. It's a joy to be here with Efu and uh, welcome. welcome. welcome everyone and welcome, welcome everyone. You. Yes. should we uh, uh, let me start by reading a brief bio of Efu. so we, Intr- we to introduce Intr- you more formally for people who don't know you. Yeah. So and I'm reading so <laughs> Euphrasia. Efu Nyaki was born and raised on the slopes of Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania, where she gained the vital healing energy from her ancestors. She earned a bachelor of science degree, trained as a science teacher, and later as a healer using holistic methods. Efu joined an international Catholic missionary community called Mary sister of St. Dominic in Brazil, offering mental health programs and body work and herbal medicine training for community leaders. For the past 10 years, Efu has been teaching family constellation, transgenerational trauma healing and somatic experiencing SE for trauma resolution all over the world. And she's assisting Dr. Peter Levine, the developer of SE, in teaching his master class. Yay.
2: Welcome. Yes. My name is Zaya. Oh, and, and my name is Mauricio. Forgot. <laughs> we are based in so called Sebastopol, California, on the indigenous Pomo land and coastal Miwok
1: yes. in California.
2: And welcome, everyone. I see we have people from ev- all over. Kia Ora from New Zealand, from Aoteora and from Takaronto, Toronto, (laughs) Pacific Northwest, New York, Marine Country. Uh, A lot of New Zealand. Nice.
0: Okay. Chicago, Chicago, North Carolina. Carolina.
2: Beautiful. Okay. So... Where do we Maybe start? we can start if you would be open to share a little bit about your journey. What brought you from your ancestral lands in uh, in the mountains of um, Kilimanjaro? Yeah from, yeah, from
0: Kilimanjaro to, yes. the, to, to Brazil. Brazil. To the coastal of Brazil.
2: The other side. <laughs>
1: Right. Yes, it's a long journey. And I think it's a calling. You know, we we all have a calling. Eh? Everybody have a calling to fulfill, to do something in this planet Earth that it needs so much. Um, and so I had my calling. Yeah. And I had my calling, I think I was 23 or 24. And then I started... Um, I started just looking for ways I can join a group. I was a teacher already, teaching mathematics and science and all of that, but I wasn't satisfied actually. And I thought, what can I do better to make this world a better place for everyone? I worked with women in the communities in Tanzania, in those groups, and I worked with young people, yeah? Uh, But I I felt like I was called to go beyond somehow. You know, those calling are kind of mysterious. So then as I was searching, I met this uh, missionary group and I talked to them. They said, oh, I think you might really have something deeper than you're thinking. So they accompanied me and they invited me to join this group, the missionary group. And I actually went to New York. And then after I was in New York, I finished in the process of joining the order They said, we'll have have 28 countries where the group is involved to help people. poor people all over the place uh, and, you know, with a lot of trauma and all kinds of complications. And then I said, I I think I read a number of them and I said, I think I want to go to Brazil. I don't know why also Brazil. I I actually read at that time, uh, I'm talking about 30 years ago, really. There were a lot of street children in Rio, in Sao Paulo. And I thought, maybe we do something with the street children. But I ended up not working with the street children, which was very interesting. So that was my first interest, like that. I came and I stayed in Sao Paulo, went to Rio. Then I actually felt it was important to come to the Northeast, where many people were migrating because of the crisis of uh, droughts and hunger. So they moved to the south. And 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 so then I, I came to the origin of where they were moving from. And that's where I just settled. Um, I found a lot of work to do here. And I have developed, I have learned a lot from the people from the land, from the indigenous people. Um, and so I have grown a lot in these past 30 years. Nice. Yeah.
2: How did the the trauma healing work came
1: into your missionary work? Uh-huh. So, um, as I as I arrived in Brazil, I began to work with women in the community. I even started the holistic healing center called Afia. So it's this very nice combination because Afia is a Swahili word from Tanzania, where I was born. And um, so women themselves ask for, for a name in my language to call, to name our center. So as I was working with them, there was a necessity to form really an organization and a space where these women will come to meet with one another and learn ways to heal one another. Because a lot of trauma and violence, yeah? We have even today. We still have that. And there's a lot of shooting at night in the evening because of the drugs, and and of course then the husband comes in. They are drunk, so there's a lot of violence. So with that, I was accompanying the women who go through those situation, and I started with mental health. All telling stories, tell your story, and then I use herbal medicine. I use massages. I used body work, I used all kinds of things that I could from which I learned from my own country. I learned also a lot along the way. And I kind of thought that, yeah, there were some results, but I felt like especially the traumas that people had, they kept on coming back with the same problem. Mm -hmm. So a friend, I was asking a friend of mine who was volunteering at our center. I said, what else can we do? And she said, you know what, have you heard of somatic experiencing? It's pretty good with healing trauma. And wow, that was the opening of really many things. So when I went after this training and I came back, I attended so many women and they had all many results coming out. So many of them got healed and they come to the center and they're all helping others to heal their own traumas, this is how I got in touch with somatic experiencing. I live alone, healing my own traumas, and mm-hmm. then yeah, heal my trauma, help the women heal their own trauma, and then they recycle recycle this because when women come to the center, uh, they also need. So then they they started helping one another. As you know, we started with women, but as we went alone, uh, they are. Uh, They come, they will say, well, my son is in drug and has a lot of problems. Can we help them? Even though this center is for women, I said, well, you know, bring them. Well, my husband is now jealous. He's saying, you look very well. I don't know what you're doing. Can I come where you go? So, well, it's for women, but let's ask the leaders there and see if they'll let us. So can my husband come, even though he had done a lot of violence with me? But, you know, he looks like he's changing. And I said, you know what I told them? I said, you know what? Half of the population in the world is women. And the other half is their children. So bring them in. They're all our children. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Uh,
2: So you started healing the community, not just individuals that come to see you for individual trauma. There's no... Actually, maybe that's a question for you. If you see... Anything like individual trauma, when you see a human being, do you see it as a intergenerational cycles and wounds that keep coming, or
1: um, yes, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I when a, a, an individual comes, I actually look at their nervous system, yeah. But when I look at them. I feel their energy and I can feel their mother and father and uncle. Sometimes I actually kind of look and I say, what who is missing in their family? (laughs) I can see it when I look. I mean, I look at you like that and can see, well, there's something lacking there. Maybe your mother is not there behind you. So I then I start looking, asking you, tell me a little bit about your mother. You know? After I have helped them to settle. And actually, they will begin to cry right away. And then we work with the mother that maybe looks like missing or conflict and all that. So they heal their relationship with the mother. And then there's a father who is, you know, who started with the mother. So it goes on like that. That's how also from somatic experiencing, I also connected with family consolation, which is a method for healing transgenerational. Traumas, so yes. it my combination like that. Yeah, beautifully. Yeah,
2: maybe for those who might be on the call and don't know much about these two different approaches, you could just mm. briefly say what is the essence of somatic experiencing and of family constellations, and then we can actually, if you know, I would be so curious to know more about the history of family constellation, which. I've read started actually in Africa, correct? I don't know if oh. you, right, <laughs>
0: exactly. Correct.
1: Yeah, very correct. Um, y- y- so you see, um, family constellation is a method that heals trauma, transgenerational trauma, any other kind of traumas uh, through phenomena that appear, and also. Through our ancestors, through connection, connection with our own bodies, connection with our ancestors, connection with one another, the people you are with. And the element that we always say that we are one, it comes very clearly to me in Family Constellation. Because when we are doing a session of Family Constellation uh, therapy, we sometimes we, we can work with the individual where we use objects, we use dolls, we use any kind of thing that it's around that connect us, yeah, with the with our essence. But if we have other people, I could say, you know, you can represent so and so, you can represent so and so, and the person there and Elizabeth there, and you know, and Sarah there. When I I name them to represent somebody through phenomena, they become it. They are really become that person because they begin to connect with the energy field of that person. And through that, the emotions comes up, and then we begin to resolve the conflicts that have happened among these people. So when the healing happened, the beautiful thing about this family constellation, when the healing happened, the person who brought the problem is healed. Mm -hmm. Those who were invited to represent, they are healed. And then those who are at home, you know, who are connected to this person, they also got healed. So this is the method of healing, which cross boundaries. It's not for the individual healing. It is for community healing when people understand it well. So that's why I love it. Yeah. Oftentimes a person come and do their own session they heal, they feel healed. When they go home, their mothers can do something that will say, you know, I wasn't getting alone with my sister. And now I feel like my sister called me and we have not been talking for two years. And I said, wait, well, yeah. See, I opened a family constellation and now I'm talking to my sister. And then the mother is also talking to her sister. You know what I mean? It touches so many people at the same time. Okay. So that's how family constellation works. And I want to talk about the history because I'm, I, I, I want to touch that. That's, I cannot talk without coming into that. So the Bed Hellinger, uh, this uh, German uh, wonderful creature, I mean, call him wonderful creature because he's really illuminated. He also was a missionary. So we have something in common. Yeah. He was a missionary uh, of, they call them white fathers or missionaries of Africa came from Germany, went to South Africa, worked with the Zulu people. He was a special person because he just didn't isolate himself in the parish or in the places, you know, I but in South Africa, with all the apathetic condition that was there, this man actually was inserted in the community. He actually wanted to work right into the community. So people welcomed him when they saw that he wanted to be part of people. So he will go in the community. He eat with them in their own small houses in the slum area. He listened to their stories and he witnessed how they lived their life from birth to death. The rituals that were done. He learned so much. So with that, He actually learned then about the phenomenons that we are talking about from the rituals. And from there, he was able to, uh, how do you call it, Uh, conceptualize, maybe the best word. He conceptualized uh, what we called three orders of love. Mm. What are the three orders of love? He called this, he said this. For the love to flow, we need to honor those who came before us. Honor, when we talk about the word honor, many people have difficulties in understanding it because we don't want to say. it. So let me use another word, reverence. Okay. We need to reverence those who came before us. And when we do that, Miracles happen in our life. I reverence. I think I will, it's also for me, I take it like this. When we know how to reverence, we will, we will not distract so much the nature. We won't destroy it because it is there, it was there before us. We won't destroy it. It's a, so it's the nature, it's the other people, Is all the indigenous people we are talking about everywhere. So we say reverence those who, come, who came before you, and the love will flow. Yeah? yeah. Then that's mean your father, your mother, your uncles, your brothers, elder brothers, and all that referencing. It doesn't mean that they are better than you, but it means that they came before you. And that means a lot. Yeah. Experiences, that they have had more experiences in life. And second order of love that also bed helling learned from the community from people, it talks about a balance between receiving and giving. Mm-hmm. Also, our world is off the balance because of not recognizing that. When I learn how to receive from my parents everything they have given me without asking for more and more and more or without complaining that they gave me nothing. They're bad people, blah, 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 blah. Like we say that, if I just receive and say, thank you and take it to my heart, I become like a fountain that it's completely full. And therefore this fountain, if it is completely full, it's actually overflowing and I just keep giving. And then it will never stop because there's the roots that are coming from down there and it bringing everything there and I'm giving so this balance but ba- equilibrium balancing between receiving I' not say giving you start first with receiving so that I can give and that's love will flow that way and then the third order of love is called belonging mm-hmm. every Person belonging. Belonging. Every, belonging. Yeah. Every single person, every single creature in this planet Earth has, has a right to belong. You mm-hmm. cannot take their right to belong. So if I respect your right to belong, I also belong. So I belong, therefore you belong. I see you, I see you, I see you, I see everyone. That they have their place of belonging. When I don't take my belonging, then I also also cannot see everyone else's belonging. When I belong, I'm grounded, I'm strong, um, everything flows. That means, so if I belong, the love from all over the place flows through me and everything is possible. If I don't belong, nothing is possible. I begin to create all this chaos in the world. So with these orders that Beth Helling actually conceptualized from living with people and noticing their rituals, their daily life, he broke them out. And then he learned more things like he became, he decided to quit after 15 years, actually. He left the priesthood, And then he learned more more about uh, psychology and other therapists and he put it together and he actually created this wonderful method that is really a method of healing of now. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you, you, you presented like this, because when I heard the story of this German guy who took the family, I thought he was a total example of extraction of, uh, of uh, a system, you know, without giving I thought like, Ugh! And, and now you say like this, he, ah, young. yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy to hear the, this new angle of the story. Thank you.
1: Right. So, and when I came to learn it. For me, I came back home, yeah? Of course, I come from Africa. You know, our cultures are very, we we have many different tribes in Africa, right? Like more than 2,000 something tribes. And every tribe has its own cultures and and customs. But we're very close. I mean, they're not so different. So when I came here and I'm doing everything I was doing, I heard about family constellation and I approached it and learned it. I felt at home. Mm-hmm. It's like I came back home. Uh, what it's like inner knowing. Yeah, that I got in touch with my inner knowing. It's like a full circle. Oh. Like so that is really how it became so. And I know many people always said, well, I've seen many people doing family constellation, but you do it so differently. And I mm-hmm. say, yes, because I found I found it. I it no family constellation found its own home in me. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I appropriated it, and of course, talking a little bit about how we I integrated with somatic experiencing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Am I talking too much? No, 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 no. no. We are here to listen to you. (laughs) That's
2: wonderful. So I I always, and correct me, let's say, I always had the idea that somatic experiences is kind of for the individual to regulate the nervous system and feel. And then maybe the, the family constellation brings the intergenerational aspect. But I'm curious... How do you combine these two methods, yeah. and how do you do you use somatic experiencing within the uh, family constellation sessions or the yes. you okay
1: yeah yes <laughs> yes yes I do and actually see this is uh, what I was doing already somatic experiencing with the women in the community after I have learned this um, I, I found this woman who had no was was a, was a, actually was a guy who a doc- Was a doctor, and he had had like eight accidents, and this was a repeating accident every year. In December eighth, <laughs> he had accident in the same place at six o'clock in the evening, the same place, and so but he will actually come out completely clear. No problems, but his car will be completely total, you know, like he could not use it anymore. So he <laughs> kept going on and he couldn't find anybody to help him with trauma. And you know what? The interesting things he was a doctor in a trauma hospital. <laughs>
0: Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. The irony of the universe.
1: <laughs> exactly. So. So he had he that I was already teaching this and, and I'm, I'm also healing individual session. And he came to our center and I, I talked to him and he said, well, I need to heal this trauma. And he told me, but it's very funny because I don't feel like I have trauma, but I'm scared of driving now because I feel like if I have another accident, I will die. So then I actually say, okay, we did a little bit of a grounding and stabilization, which is the method of somatic experiencing. We really help people to settle, to be in the present moment, to notice what is happening in your body, to notice your breath, to notice your, 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 your heartbeat. You know, it's just consciousness, being aware of what is happening within and around. That's how we heal with somatic experiencing. Yeah? So that we can uh, get in touch with the trauma that is in our body. So I I began, I tried to do that with him and he told me, he said, well, you know, I I feel okay, but I have a mystery in my head. Why is this happening? And and I don't think this, I don't feel any problem in my body. So I said, okay, come next week. I'll give you an answer. So I went to do some researches and then I found uh, this friend of mine also introduced me to somatic, uh, to family constellation and told me there was a person who was coming to give a workshop. I went to it. I did a weekend workshop. Week I came back the following week. I did a session with that doctor and we found a solution. Mm-hmm. It was his great grandfather had an accident and his grandfather had an accident of which they all died. And it was also a recurring accident. And actually it was around the same place. So these were the accidents that were repeating. And that's how it is. The transgenerational traumas, they repeat until somebody becomes aware and heal it. Then it stops. So I guess he was given chance. He was being given chance again and again to heal this. His ancestors wanted him to heal this because like you have all the means here. You are the doctor of trauma. Why So I think when he started getting scared, it's like, they are saying, what are you doing? (laughs) You're not (laughs) aware. So anyway, so we did, we did the family consolation because I learned it one, one weekend I learned it. And I did it and it became very clear. And then this is how you just let go of it. You you honor them, okay. You actually reverence them and give them back something that belonged to them, Mm -hmm. right? You honor you, you them in the fact that they survived this because that's why you, I mean, they went through it and then you don't need to repeat it because it's over. That's like their karma. Now I can look into my destiny. I don't want to repeat their karma, but I can look at my own way of going. And that's it. He, he left driving and he wasn't scared of driving. That's it. He's huge. So, so for me, that's what led me into like, okay, this is not you can. I, I thought I used to tell everybody, traumatic experiencing healed everything, until I come to this. Then okay, no, we need something else. So now I, I combine because family constellation is very powerful. There's a lot of emotions because it deals with family conflicts, the ancestors. All the anger and the pain and things that we don't understand. So since it's very powerful emotions, we need to titrate, meaning we need to go slow, to do it slowly. And uh, somatic experiencing is a tool that helped me to do that, to teach how to go slowly, stop a little bit, notice your bodily sensation. All the emotions are welcome but take it slowly. You need to cry for mourning that you didn't mourn. Let's do it, but let's do it slowly. Give it time. So you can build in a compassion. You build in a welcoming that maybe was not there. So it's really helped to heal. Developmental trauma crossing into transgenerational trauma. And slowing it down and helping people to do it in the present moment. Because mm. we tend, uh, uh, May will give you an example. We tend to say this when I talk to people. Uh, if I say, you know, it's good to reverence our parents. And somebody say, I cannot reverence my grandfather. He was a slave owner. Mm. And I feel so bad that I am, a, I'm a granddaughter of a slave owner. I feel terrible about that. I said, well, hmm, interest. So you cannot honor them because of that. So well, we're living at this moment and you have a choice not to be a slave honor. Mm-hmm. Okay, if this is the case, why can't you just say to the, him that yes, he brought you into life, whatever he did, it belongs to him. We don't know what, in what circumstances he did that. So I don't have to dwell here judging him for something he did 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 500 years ago. But I can just reverence his DNA that he passed it into me. That's what I'm reverencing, actually, by thanking him. And choose in the present moment. What can I do better than? But I'm not better than them, but I'm just choosing to do something different. That is what I think. If I think I'm better, then I choose something is more life-giving, but I don't need to change them. Okay? So this somatic experiencing help us to uncouple, if I will say that way, to, yeah, to separate the layers of conflict and bring it into the present moment and help the person that you're working with at this moment to look at the situation at this very moment. Yeah, that's how I really work with it. But at the same time, I think you say there, you mentioned it. Yeah, Family Constellation actually look at the whole community. We keep saying that we are all one. So Family Constellation help us to see that and, It's the system and how it works and how it operates and how everybody belongs to that system. Somatic experiencing is the nervous system. But even with this nervous system, we also have collective traumas. So we have many nervous systems coming together. If We can help every system, every nervous system to release their trauma. Then we are healing collectively. So that's just beautiful. This Two therapies. That's why I wrote a book about it.
0: <laughs> you want to talk about the book for a second? I heard that your book will be actually comes out tomorrow. Am I correct? You want to you say something correct. about the book?
1: Yes, yes, you are correct. The book is coming out tomorrow. I have a number of years to so write it down, to put everything together. You know, English is my third, fourth language, Yeah. So, um, so I wrote. I started writing in 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 Portuguese, but I thought maybe I because I travel a lot. I go to India, Cairo, South Korea, and all those places. I speak English. U.S., you know, I speak English, my own country. So I decided no, I should write it in English. So you know, writing in English, English is not my language, so it's a little bit flat, but I managed. So. What I did, actually, I thought it was so important was that all the people I was working with, I have so many examples, and I will be giving these examples in my classrooms when I'm teaching. And I will say, okay, you know, if you want to understand more about how family constellation work, I have this example of somebody with depression, deep depression who have, talking, have been taking medication for many years and there was no change. And we did two sessions of family constellations plus somatic experiencing, and they got completely healed. And they're here with us, helping in healing. So when I tell this to the students, they go, F, you should write a book. And then another time I tell them, F, you should write a book. So I go, I guess I better write this <laughs> wonderful book. <laughs> so that's how we in And they kept on asking me, "Have you tried? You know, I need to translate it in Portuguese because when I teach here, they're like, did you like know? I'm like, yes, it's coming up in English, but we will translate it. So that's really how it came about by teaching and telling stories. And then they ask, they beg, please do that. Okay. And, and i telling the stories on how somatic works and then how the family constellation comes to it. Everything as I explained here, that's how I just simply do it. And I, so I have a lot of stories in the book explaining the meanings of this and how this therapy works. But I also bring the stories of those who were healed with their names preserved, of course. yeah, um, Yeah, that's how... I don't know what else you wanted me to talk about. <laughs> I Well, I, but what, what we,
0: <laughs> I love your energy. I love your energy. Such, even the first time we worked together a few years ago, just when COVID started, I remember you're, you're, you're contagious. You're like, you're, you're so, alive and it's such a joy to, to, yeah. So I had to say, oh, sorry, please continue.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and very shortly we will open for questions. So yeah, anyone can bring their story and their question. Uh, just maybe one more, like, so trauma is what disconnects us from ourselves, lineage, from our future you could say that and so from your experience when we have that intergenerational trauma what it takes to break that cycle so it doesn't keep repeating itself through us what is what are the ingredients i know there is no recipe and it's energy and it's i'm not yeah but from your experience, how would you describe is the beginning of the healing journey? And of course, it probably never ends. Or maybe it ends. Maybe you think once we're healed, we're healed forever.
1: Uh, or is it ongoing? Yes. No, once we are healed, we are really healed for good. And now we are beginning to help other people becoming in touch with other people. You know you know like if it just I mean I I mean maybe I come up with the example for us to understand I always love examples because they explain better they answer better the questions you know like yesterday I was I was working in the state nearby here called Natal and there was a young man who came and said his young man I mean he's 40 years old still like yeah. his young young yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. okay so <laughs> 40 years old, still living with his parents. And, uh, and, and then he said, I my my father gave me this much money to sign, to register for this workshop today, and to work to have a session too. So the one who was doing registration said, Well, but well, this much money is not enough. He said, Well, I don't have any more money because that's all my father gave me. And he actually gave me and sent me, he pushed me, he said, you have to go. Mm-hmm. And then we said, oh, he looked like a little child, really. I mean, like the father have to do this to him. And so when we did the work, he was frozen. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, trauma, you said trauma disconnect us, make us feel frozen. Because when it is too much, when whatever traumatic event Happened. It is too much overwhelming. We freeze. We couldn't respond at that moment. So when we started doing the process using family constellation, this guy stood up and looked at somebody who was representing his father like this. And I asked him, how do you feel? He couldn't open his mouth to say how it felt. What is going on? He could, he's just looking as if he wants to run, but he can't, as if he wants to attack his father, but he can't. So when at some time, so then I did some magic experiencing, like building in some resources, giving him a little touch, helping him to feel more comfortable and safe among that and um, within that uh, environment. And then when he's able to speak, I asked him, I said, did your father beat you a lot when you were little? He said, yes. I took a lot of beatings up. Like when I was a little boy, he used to beat me a lot. And until today, he pushed me like that. Go, you know. So we work with that. So when we come to the father, we're looking at the father and we said, how do you feel? And he said, feel a little bad for him. But you know what? I never intend to hurt him I was always trying to shake him up what up boy look at that okay so the boy is feeling that the father is really bad for me because he's beating up but the father is saying that from when he was little I'm trying to shake him up to work up okay they were not meeting in their objective so yeah he's looking for something from his father his father is giving him but he cannot receive it Okay, now watch this. That's what I'm talking about. So now I apply the first order of love that I told you. For the love to flow. First of all, I bring the mother in. The mother comes in to soften the energy of the father. Because the masculine energy is quite strong. It's quite powerful. It's like sharp energy. It can be destructive, actually, it's because it's very powerful. When there is a contrapart, which is like when you have a feminine energy in balance, which is anchors this masculine energy, it becomes more softer. Yeah? And then it's beautiful. And then there's no more. Ah. So when we put the mother there, we place the mother there, then it's true. The father began to cry. Because he felt in his body what his son was feeling, and then the son was a little bit more liberated. That energy was feeling, but then the son looked like he was kind of becoming, like kind of demanding from the father something, like why did you do that, which is not helpful. So that what do I do? I invited him to reverence the father, and the reverencing we do this gesture you bend yourself a little bit, yeah? I say, your father is no longer going to beat up now because he's letting, you can see he's regretting now. So when he bent himself in a gesture of reverencing, each one of them cried, but it's no longer um, like regretting, but it's like a joy, Oh, because the love is now flowing among three of them, the mother, the father, and the son. And the son sat on the floor and looked up at his father. He said, I'm now feeling my father is a wonderful person, something I've never experienced. So this is the healing. Okay, That's the ingredient you're asking for. So that, when I ask him to, to integrate that in, in the body. He lives, he said, I've never found a job I could hold on. So he didn't have a strength. He didn't have, a, a, he didn't feel himself because of the trauma, the trauma of being beaten, body, but also the trauma of not feeling supported by the father. But now what, he was only stuck with that and he didn't know how to come out of that. But by using what I'm talking about, reverencing, noticing in his own body right now, but the, the energy begin to flow. And he left saying that I know I'm going to find a job. And I know when I get home, I'm going to actually throw myself in my father's arms and ask him for blessing. And I think I will be okay. This happened yesterday. Okay. That's what I was doing this weekend. Wow. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's really simple, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe I should give up and ask and receive questions, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Maybe before we move to questions, if you would, I mean, right now, our, our world, I mean, the world is going through a lot. There is wars, there is violence. I mean, for those of us who watch news and follow what's happening, it's so much... And our nervous system often gets shaken by the images, by the news we hear, so much injustice and violence. Anything you could offer um, for us to regulate or to feel deeper to when we get in that vortex, quite dark right now, I would say, happening in the world.
1: Yes, 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 yes. So I will invite each one of us right now. Because it's true, I've been talking so much. But it's time also to just stop and notice. When you feel overwhelmed, you're watching the news, and you see all this fighting, and you see all this blood, and that. Just maybe you might just pause the television Imagine you're pausing it and just move away from it a little bit and sit in the comfortable chair or the couch and notice the feet on the ground. So ground ourselves. And then notice the breath, the air going in and the air coming out. It's like deactivating the energy we are gaining from this trauma that we are actually witnessing right now. Just taking care of our body, our nervous system. Hmm. Observe the air coming out and let it come out. Like long breath out, you know, like take longer time to let the air out. Hmm. Hmm. And then notice the chair supporting you. And allowing your body to be supported. And now, as you're feeling the support from the floor, from the chair, of which maybe other people over there, they are not experiencing such a support. But we are at this moment that I'm talking to you. And maybe even the moment you are, you're watching the TV, you will have some support but those people. At that moment, they have no support. So we just take this privilege that we have. And then you look around slowly, orient yourself. Slowly, very slow, looking in your room where you are. Look at every element that you have. And be grateful for everything that you really have. If everything you look at, if some of it, it doesn't feel comfortable, it's all right. Move away from it and look at something else. Just to expand this comfort that we are looking for. Hmm. We are looking for connection, connecting to something, first to our body, to our breath. And then to the elements in our room. Maybe there's a plant. Maybe there's a nice picture. The eyes actually looks very calming. Mm -hmm. And now, finally, just notice if you're comfortable enough in your body. Like you take a deep breath. And when you breathe out, send this air to the people who are suffering right now with the intention that I cannot do anything right now, very far away from you all where you're suffering, but I can send you this air that I'm also taking. It's the same air. I take it in, I send it to you. With the intention of easing your pain. Thank you. thank you thank
0: you yeah yeah
2: yeah we can get spinning in those in that feeling of helplessness and that yeah doesn't help anyone yeah. or anything yeah
0: yeah and just sharing this our
2: The privilege, the
0: desire of sharing the breath that we are all breathing—the same, we are all connected. That's—it's already something. It's a joy. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Okay. Moving so
2: simple and so (laughs) touching. So, it's that elegant order of life that we have. We forget. Yeah. That is just one line that we forget. Yeah. And it's so, so not in
0: the head what you offer. It feels in all the, I mean, it's so logical, simple, beautiful, profound at the same time. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. It's
2: been such a delight to have this conversation and to be in this space together. I want to share a link, Lisa, if you could share to the book, uh that is coming out tomorrow. Uh, healing trauma through family constellation and somatic experiencing ancestral wisdom from the snail clan of Tanzania. And also uh, there will be the beginning of the year, a BIPOC group, somatic experiencing training that FOU would lead. Uh, yeah. with the Somatic Experiencing Institute. So if anyone would like to continue studying with Eiffel, that would be a great opportunity. To, yeah.
0: And as and Eiffel said, she's available via Zoom to do session. Uh, give us a way to contact you, probably yeah. through your website, I assume. Yeah. And yes.
2: anything else and, you
0: would like to us- add, give us one more gem. <laughs> <laughs> more, 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 more. I know. I know. I'm like, I'm like addicted now. I, I have an, an FU addiction.
1: Right. I will just say that just remember that we're all connected in so many different ways. So, our intention is to heal ourselves and to heal one another. And it will happen as much as we want it to happen. So don't isolate yourself. Please reach out and we can do it together. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Afu. Thank you. Thank you, Afu. So many gifts. Thank
2: you.
0: And thank you for listening to The Sounds of Sand. We invite you to explore more of our talks, dialogues, videos, articles, events and offerings through our website, scienceandnonduality.com. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please consider becoming a member to access our massive library of SAN content, available exclusively to SAN members. And we would love it if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify, and share this episode with your family, friends, and all sentient beings. Be well.